0: Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God to which we turn our special attention on this Lord's Day is drawn from the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, beginning at the first verse. On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. In the name of Jesus, dear Christian friends. The first great expansion of the Christian church took place under less than happy circumstances. The early Christians tended to stay put pretty much where they had started with the faith in Jerusalem. In fact, for the first seven chapters of Acts, we don't really read of any movement of of Christians outside and beyond Jerusalem. It took the first organized persecution of Christians to get the Christians moving out into the world. We read about that here. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. That day refers to the day when Saul later to be known as the Apostle Paul, was prominent in the martyrdom of the first Christian, Stephen. That was the day when Stephen died. And Saul played a very leading role in that first persecution of Christians and in the death of Stephen. We read here, Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. The word destroy in the original Greek language of the New Testament is a word that is sometimes used for the savagery of wild animals tearing their prey apart. So at the very least, we would take from this that this first persecution Christians led by Saul was not a mild or gentle affair. It was a horrifying, terrifying time to uh, be practicing your Christian faith. Not dissimilar, I would suppose, from what's going on that we read in the news almost daily in the Middle East and North Africa today, Uh, 30 migrant workers from Egypt, Christians forcefully taken down onto the Mediterranean beach in Libya and barbarically beheaded simply for the fact that they confessed the Christian faith. The persecution of these Christians in the early days of the faith in Jerusalem was aimed at destroying the church. But in fact, the outcome was just the opposite. God turned this around and used it as an impetus to get Christians moving. We read here that those Christians who fled Jerusalem because of the persecution were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. If we read further on into Acts chapter 11, we get greater detail where it reads, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. Those who had been scattered, we read, preached the word wherever they went. So the first thing that we want to draw from this word of God this morning is that the church of Christ multiplies when all God's people are engaged in the spread of the gospel. We read here in this text that in connection with this first persecution of Christians um, at the martyrdom of, of Stephen, that all except the apostles were scattered. That's an interesting line because it tells us that this First great expansion of the Christian church was eminently a lay affair. The apostles were pretty much in the background. They remained in Jerusalem while this was going on. Now we know how large a role that the apostles played in the spread of Christianity in, in the world. This is is well documented. What is less known is the role that lay people played in in this since uh, they usually don't get noted by historians but this word tells us that their role in the spread of Christianity was indeed very large. The first great expansion of the Christian church took place when lay men women and children so filled with the gospel of Jesus that they couldn't uh, contain it, couldn't keep it in themselves, And as they fled out from Jerusalem, they preached the word where they, wherever they went. Now don't be put off by that word preached, which is something that you associate with what your pastor does every Sunday morning when he stands up here in the pulpit and you say, well, that's not, that's not me. That word preached in the original Greek language of the New Testament is the word evangelize. A word that simply means to announce good news. It's the word that's used of what the angel Gabriel did when he announced to Zechariah the promise of the coming birth of his son, John the Baptist. It's the same word that's, that's used of what the angels did over the hills of Bethlehem when they announced to shepherds that Christ the Savior was born. What's special about this word evangelize is that it's, it's never used about ordinary discourse or conversation between people or about debate or about argumentation. It's simply pronouncement. It's telling people what's what. These people who went out into the world fleeing Jerusalem and the persecution that they simply announced to the world the love of God in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. No argument, no dispute. Kingdom workers who we are representing here today is making a great effort in getting our lay people moving in the world a key word in the mission statement of kingdom workers is mobilize mobilizing people they're out to mobilize people that is get them on the move get them moving in the interest of the gospel now it's a very wonderful thing of course when we send out called workers pastors teachers and missionaries with the gospel into into all the world, but how much many more times wonderful it is when all the people of God are mobilized in the interest of the cause of the, the gospel to spread the gospel in the world. People who sense with a greater clarity, see with a greater, greater clarity, and sense with a greater understanding just what their role and purpose is in. God's kingdom. Kingdom Workers is getting people moving. Uh, In calendar year 2015, as I just shared with uh, those who were at Bible class, 1,896 Kingdom Workers Faith in Action volunteers were out at work in the, the world spreading the gospel. There were an additional 242 builders for Christ kingdom worker volunteers out in the world, uh, uh, assisting congregations and uh, mission fields with the construction of worship facilities and educational units. Additionally, Lutheran Health Alliance, Kingdom Worker Volunteers that's the equivalent sort of, of uh, it's sort of like a a Wells Doctors Without Borders. There were 280 of those volunteers, kingdom worker volunteers out in the world, a veritable army of volunteers who, like the members of the early Christian church as they fled the, the persecution in Jerusalem, preached the word where they went. Now, the world in, into which Jesus sent his Apostles in apostolic times had a total population, it's estimated at probably about 300 million people or about the size of the population of the United States today. A daunting task, certainly for that handful of Jesus' disciples as they went out to to make disciples of all, all nations. But a project that became workable when it was not just the handful of Jesus' apostles, but when it was all of God's people who were engaged and and mobilized in this effort. The first century world of 300 million people has given way to our 21st century world of an estimated better than 7.5 billion people. How are we going to make headway in a world of that kind of numbers? Well, let me tell you that the world can be evangelized within our generation. How big is that number, billion? Let me translate it into dollars if that helps uh, to bring it home. if I were to give you $1 billion and you were to decide to spend it at the rate of $1,000 a day, uh, every day, seven days a week, uh, 52 weeks of the year, rain or shine, sick or, or in good health, you had to spend that $1,000 every day. It would take you 3,000 years at that rate to spend $1 billion. And if you spend it only at the rate of $100 a day, it would take you 30,000 years to spend one billion dollars. Now we live in a world today not of one billion people, but of seven and a half billion people. How in the world is it possible to reach those kind of numbers? Suppose you took it as your own personal mission that you were going to bring the gospel to 1,000 people Every day of your life, every day re- remaining in your life, you were going to get that gospel through to 1,000 people. How long it would it take you uh, at that rate to get through a world of 7.5 billion people? Impossible task, you say, but just by human math, uh, it is certainly impossible, but that's not God's math. God's math is each one reach one. There are uh, two billion Christians in the world today. If each one of those two billion Christians simply reaches one other person with the saving gospel of Jesus. You see how workable it is and you can see why kingdom workers is placing the emphasis that they have on mobilizing our laity. Take this mass of God's people and get them out in the interest of, of sharing the saving gospel of Jesus Christ, the church multiplies when all God's people are engaged in the work, and the church multiplies further when man made barriers to the gospel are shattered. The early Christian church had to deal with a sufficient number of their own barriers. Uh, There were um, pretty huge cultural barriers right within Palestine itself. Jews hated Samaritans. Typically, if a Jew living in the northern part of Palestine in Galilee wanted to travel to the south to Judea rather than to pass through Samaria which was in between typically a Jew even though traveling on foot 90 to 100 miles would go out of the way take the extra time and uh, uh, energy to cross over the Jordan River and uh, walk uh, outside of Samaria on the other side of uh, uh, the Jordan River and then come back in across the Jordan River at at Judea, anything to avoid being contaminated by a Samaritan or by contact or talking with a Samaritan. Jesus ignored that taboo. He went right through the villages and towns of of Samaria, even pausing to talk with a disreputable woman at Jacob's Well near Sychar in, in Samaria and bringing her to faith he named as an unlikely hero of one of his best known and best loved parables the Good Samaritan. The early church learned this lesson well from their Lord. Some of the early Christians who were persecuted in that first persecution in Jerusalem ended up in Samaria, we are told. And they preached the word to Samaritans wherever they went. Later on, Philip took up residence in uh, Samaria, and he had an extensive gospel ministry among the Samaritans. They didn't stop there. Acts 11 tells us that These fleeing Christians got as far as Phoenicia in the north, that's modern-day Lebanon, the island of Cyprus, and Antioch in Syria in the far north. Huge barriers existed between these wandering Jews and the Gentile world and environment into which they, they, they now were coming, but they made it as if it was nothing and simply preached. The word to Gentiles wherever they went. Kingdom Workers is working hard with us to shatter barriers to the gospel wherever they may be. All these man made divisions that would stop us and slow and impede the the spread of the gospel. It's a lesson that every generation needs to learn and relearn again. All the prejudices of race, of money, of education, of of status, of of social standing, all these man-made things don't mean a thing to God at all. Christ died for the world, and the commission that he gave to his church is to go out and to bring the gospel to all those for whom he died which is the world regardless of the color of people's skin their their language their customs their their mannerisms these things mean nothing at all to god now while the majority of kingdom worker work at present is done here in the united states and canada they work indiscriminately among Anglo's, Hispanics, African Americans, Native Americans, wherever the opportunity is for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And kingdom work, kingdom workers' work has extended out into the world in South South America, the Caribbean, uh, uh, Southern Sudan, Malawi, Southeastern Asia, Japan, and and elsewhere, wherever God gives us the opportunity to share the love that we have received in Jesus Christ that is working for our salvation. Pray that the Lord of the Church continue to break down all of these man-made human barriers that prevent us from seeing that we're all of us, we're all God's creature, we all shed red blood we all are condemned under the the, the law of, of, of God and and are saved alone by the grace of God in, in Jesus Christ, who shed His blood that we might be redeemed. You are kingdom workers. By virtue of our confessing faith in Jesus Christ, we're all in this together. We're all part of the work of the the kingdom, and uh, we're just here today to Show maybe some new ways, some new avenues that you could use this time of grace that God has given you. That's your window, isn't it? Your life is your, your time of grace to use your life to respond to the love of God in, in Jesus Christ who loved you so much that he gave his son for you. And now you've got this little tiny window of grace. You don't know how long this is going to go, but uh, uh, you've got this window of grace to serve your, your Lord with his his life you can be a kingdom worker a volunteer in one of their faith in action programs the builders for Christ programs or their Lutheran Health Alliance programs they are both short-term two to three week and uh, longer term a year or more opportunities for service in this way let me share a few words with you about uh, a rather unlikely candidate for Kingdom Worker Volunteer Service, which is maybe the category you put yourself into, who, me? Stefan Felgenauer. He is a German national who grew up with virtually no spiritual underpinnings, whatever. Himself. He probably would, he would have described himself as an atheist or maybe an agnostic at, at best. Uh, in his travels in Southeast Asia, in Indonesia, he happened to run into a kingdom worker volunteer, Kathy Ulhorn, who was doing a stint of kingdom worker duty teaching in our, our school in Indonesia. Stefan took an interest in, in Kathy and even a deeper interest in, in the, the faith that made her tick. When he got back to Germany, he looked up a pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Free Church, a church that's in doctrinal and confessional fellowship with us in, in Germany, was instructed in the faith and became a confessing Christian. The story doesn't stop there. Uh, Stefan married Kathy Olhern and together they have done a number of uh, tours of duty of Kingdom Worker Volunteer Service 2 tours I believe in Malawi and in, in Central Africa they've served in the US and in, in in Canada. If you want to find out more and read more about this exciting work of the the Kingdom that's going on and I would encourage you to Look up the website, kingdomworkers.com. Pick up some of the literature that's available uh, that uh, we have at the display out in the church narthex this morning. Uh, educate yourself, get to know stories of these individuals and the work that they're doing out in the world so that you can pray specifically for the blessing of God on their work. Pray that God would continue to help spread the gospel in the world and pray that God would help you uh, as his kingdom worker to do what you can do with the help of God and the power of the Spirit to spread his gospel of the kingdom in this, your time of grace, while it is here. Amen.